Mom means so many different things in the world we live, but what it means most is it's a privilege and it's an honor to celebrate you, moms, no matter how you're mothering, right? And one of the things about moms is we love the way you look. Now, not, I'm not speaking of the way your, your appearance looks today. I'm talking about the practice of looking. Otherwise, that'd be creepy, right? Okay, this pastor's a creep. How do we get out without being noticed? It's not enough people. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm talking specifically about the way you are observant and the way you perceive the world, the way you are looking to help, not only within your home, but the world around you. And uh, anyway, not that you look bad or anything today. I'll just get out of this hole and move on to the scripture. Um, catch you up to date with this series, Watch Me. And what we're talking about, here's the inspiration ultimately. Mark 8, 22 through 25 says, when they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus. They begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand, led him out of the village. Then, get ready, spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? The man looked around, yes, he said, I see, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. And then in verse 25, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. You're at the playground, and... You, kids run out, they jump on something, and the first thing they say, Mom, watch me, right? Watch me. And then they do something else, watch me. And then they do something else, watch me. And they do something else, watch me. And being a father of four, hours later, they're still saying, watch me. Isn't that how it goes? And then they're like, did you see me? Well, yeah, you told me to watch you every two seconds. We don't say that as parents. We're just like, of course, so proud of you. It was beautiful. Never seen anybody swing so perfectly or slide down a slide so awesomely, you know? And it's just, you have fun with that, and, 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 and that's a season. But there's also people that are wandering around, hoods on, eyes down, and they're crying out too. Maybe they're not saying, watch me, but they're just hoping someone would see them would know their name, know that they're alive and that they matter. That's, that's behind this thought of watch me. Do we see people as just shadows wandering around and they look like trees and we just our sight is just kind of not all the way cleared up and healed and touched by God? Or are we going to allow God to touch our eyes, open our eyes in such a way that we could see the world around us, the people around us clearly? And how can that not only change our world, the world around us, and allow us to live a life that is full, fulfilling, and bring peace to those around us that are crying out, watch me. That's the heart of this story as we look intently into it. And speaking of looking intently, 
The disciples figured this out over the course of walking through life with Jesus. They discovered that Jesus was really super good at noticing when there was needs around him, and they took that into practice. As soon as Jesus ascended to heaven, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They could hear that unction, if you would, and, and knew what to do with it because they saw Jesus do stuff with it. And so there's an instance, right, in Acts 3, 4 through 8, in the very, very early, early, early church. Uh, we concluded with this last week, but it just gives you the power of looking, ultimately, in this text. It says, Peter and John looked at him intently. Let me set the scene up. There's this guy who's begged all of his life outside of this temple, the place where they were going to pray. They would daily go pray at this temple. And so this guy who'd been um, crippled since, since birth was out there and, and begging for money. And so Peter and John show up on the scene and they don't have any. Peter and John looked at him intently. So they looked at him intently. And Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand, helped him up, and as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. So Peter and John demonstrate something amazing. They saw clearly. In fact, they looked intently, right? They looked to help. They looked to help. And it's something that I hope we figure out today. Our big idea today is look differently. Look differently. Look, the very word means to exercise the power of vision. To exercise the power of vision. And see, it's one, of, it's one thing to have eyes that see. It's another to actually exercise the power of vision that our eyes give us, right? And moms look differently. You, you got to know this is true. You, you, this is just, I see a bunch of ladies that are like, yeah, they do. If Dana never sends me, in, like, unless it's the last moment to find something. Like, I'm like, I can't see it anywhere. It's nowhere here. She's like, did you look? Yeah. I went all through the pantry. There's, no, there's none of this. And she'll walk in there, and she's just like, it's right here, out in the open. I'm like, I, I walked right by that. I swear I walked right by that. So I'm not that guy that looks. Moms, you have a gift, and you are a gift to the world around us because you just you innately see things that men would probably, we might just sit back and, and, and laugh at the scene when you fix it, like you're going to see how to fix it. You exercise the power of vision. You watch to act. You look to help. You're ready to engage where maybe the guys are going to go, watch, <laughs> he's going to run into that pole. He's looking down. He's going to run in. We might be reaching for our camera. And, and, and instead, you're like, put down the camera and help him. He's going to hit the pole. You're just like, but it's 10, 
funny this home video is ten thousand dollars no um no open your eyes <laughs> so three things that i think actually we can learn from jesus and his example of having eyes that see clearly and how he touched eyes so they could see clearly and the challenge the disciples figured out we need to figure out the first thought I have is, is we need to learn what it is to watch. If we want like this vision, that, if we want that motherly vision, if you will, we have to learn how to watch. Watch literally means to look, <laughs> right? So it's like this repeated word, if you will. But it means to look. Colossians 4, 2 through 6 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful. And thankful. And pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Parenting. It's just such an easy example of how we make an impact through watching. And, but really it's this mystery, if we can translate it over to our faith, of how we can be a better follower of Jesus that impacts the world around us if we would just have eyes that are looking to help. I remember leading an event called Fine Arts Festival. We were at a hotel the night before it, and we had, the twins were little, and uh, they had just kind of learned how to swim-ish, and we were at a hotel pool and hot tub. It was one of those small ones, you know, so we're really close to each other, and, and they're swimming, they're playing around in the shallow end, and then they're getting courageous, so they were jumping in at the deep end and swimming to the shallow. And every once in a while, they would have to, like, stop and bounce off the bottom. But they were just tall enough to, you know, get some air and then swim along. And so they're jumping deep end to small. Watch me. 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 Deep end. Hour later, you tracking. So we're there, and we're like, finally, Dana and I are like, they got this. We're like, girls, play in the shallow end of the pool. You're doing great. You can live. And so we're like four feet away in the hot tub. And Dana's like still, you know, not relaxing in the hot tub. And I'm like, they got this. You know, I'm, get me a jet. Are the jets on? But then we can't hear them. Okay. Can we turn the jets on? You know, so we're jetting it. And we're relaxing. And, and, we're in the, and she's still, honey, we got to watch them because they're in the pool. And Okay, okay, okay. Sure enough. These twins, this isn't yesterday, this is a long time ago. No, they, they decide that they're going to swim across the pool again. But this time they were playing in the shallow end, and they decided they were going to go from shallow to deep, which they had not tried. All of a sudden, Dana looks up and sees them going shallow to deep, and she knew exactly what was going to happen. And not me. I was like, oh, see how this let's see how this works out. This might let's see. Go girls, you know. Sure enough, they're swimming along. 
and I'm just watching. Dana probably was standing by now, and uh, I'm still on my jet and stretching out and kind of looking. And you see Jenna, Jocelyn's slowing down, and Jenna makes it to the wall on the deep end. But Jocelyn slows down and goes for the push off the bottom. Little does she know, it's down there, right? And so she starts sinking. And what does a good twin girl do? She goes to save her sister, right? Knowing that her sister didn't make it, she swims back and grabs a hold of her. And you watch both of them go down. So that's when it's not good to be the guy that's sitting back on the jet watching them in the pool, right? You're realizing, oh my goodness, like they're going to be at the bottom. So I get uncomfortable out of the hot tub. I jump up. What seemed to me really fast, I was told later, was still really slow. Um, I was not near fast enough. I made my way from the uh, hot tub to the shallow end of the pool. The, the deep end of the pool was farther. And, and for some reason, I just, you know, probably had scenes of like Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise, since I look so much like him, you know. I just jumped into the water to swim to them. And, and that took a little longer than I probably thought it would. Because I was just going straight for the bottom to swoop them up. And, and that is kind of where I found them and, and brought them up out of the water, coughing and and spitting and, and crying, and, and they were spitting water too and crying, but I was so nervous. I was freaking out as a parent, and uh, uh, they didn't like swimming for a while after that. And they lived, um, and it w- was all probably seconds. It seemed like minutes, and it was terrifying, And I was taught a lesson on how to look to help that day in a very frightening way, right? Man, if we could be watchful like that to the world around us, what would change? Like not the way I was watchful, (laughs) the way Dana was. She saw when help was needed and, and, and got both of us all in. Like we were ready to help. And what would the world around us look like if we were ready to help? If we were ready to initiate change, if we see something impacting the life around us, if we had eyes that, that had vision from God, if we allow him to touch and heal our vision completely, God uses this power to inspire action within us. Something allows us to see So we have this opportunity to be watchful, right? And moms dominate that example in the world around us. So thank you. You continue to give us that motherly watchfulness example. But how might we take a walk in our neighborhood differently if we have eyes that see? If we're looking to help. Maybe we'll notice a, a playground that needs upkeep and we'll be inspired to just go out and get the bark and make it look nicer. On our own. Maybe we'll see a neighbor that needs help. What will those runs look like when you're out and you're, you're running around the neighborhood and you're out for a jog in the morning and you see a need? What all of a sudden these normal practices, obviously not for me, but normal practices for those of you that run for fun without being chased. Um, I, you know, what would you do? How would that be different potentially for you? 
I remember hearing a leadership lesson, actually, about just doing life and walking around. And, and if I remember right, it was John Maxwell that taught this at a leadership conference. And he talked about how Jesus walked through the crowd slowly. And, and that's how he did so many of the miracles he did. He walked through crowds slowly. Therefore, he, he was able to observe the needs around him. What if we just learned to walk and go about life just a little slower? <laughs> That's countercultural. Maybe we stick one last thing into our world that bogs us down so that we have that margin to pause and look and take note of the needs around us that we can impact. That watchful spirit. It takes intentionality. But we're supposed to be watchful and pray, right? Wasn't that the challenge in that passage? So thought two, pray. It's funny, Peter and John were on their way to prayer as well when they encountered the gentleman that they looked at intently and helped. Something about this prayerfulness prepares our spirit for what we'll see. But not only that, there's people praying we see them. It's this two-way thing with prayer. There are people in this world praying that they would be seen. Will we be the answer to that prayer that God uses? That's the challenge we have to go out. I love a morning prayer. God, help me see the opportunities that you have before me today. I want to make the most of every opportunity. I love praying that prayer because I just go through the day expectant. There's going to be an opportunity. Again, I'm, I'm so weird. I don't go through drive throughs unless it's like a necessity because I just don't know what's that opportunity on the inside of that store or, okay, uh, Starbucks. You know, I walk into Starbucks. <laughs> That's the only place that I go with a drive through But the, uh, you know, I just, another coffee, Dad. Yes, I, opportunities. Um, I've been praying about the coffee. No. What if we prayerfully live through every day? What could God do through us differently? What could he do this week? If we open our eyes. Luke 18, 1, we did a series on this not long ago, right? Where it says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. I guarantee when Dana told me to jump out of that hot tub and get those kids, even though I went a little slower than probably the average human being and maybe floated a little more than swam. But anyway, um, we... She was praying, whether it sounded like a prayer or not. Everything coming out of her was prayer, watchfulness, and an answer to a need. There's a story that just happened a week ago that I read this week. And I was like, if that's not an example of what we're talking about, I don't know what is. And maybe you heard about this, but a couple teens were participating in Senior Skip Day. Some of you in this room are about to just dismiss the rest of this going, they deserve anything that he's going to talk about right now because they skipped school. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. They were swimming. They were out on the beach in Florida, and the wind was picking up, and the waves were picking up, and they get pulled out on a riptide that they could not get out of. So the current sucks them out into the ocean, and, and uh, a few minutes turns into an hour, turns into a couple hours, and they find themselves two miles offshore, and 
They're screaming for help to no avail. Nobody's noticed them gone. They're gone and uh, growing cold and weak. And so they begin to pray. And one of the teens prayed this prayer. God, if you have a purpose for our lives, this is senior skip day, right? They're, they're getting ready to graduate. If you have a purpose for our lives, we need your help. It's a pretty desperate prayer. Bring on the scene Eric Wagner and his boat. He's the owner of a boat going from Florida to New Jersey. Winds are strong. Waves, you can see this if you go watch it online. It's like, bah, bah. The boat's just hitting, the wind's coming at the face, the engine's strong so that they can get through this. And he thinks he hears a scream for help two miles out in the ocean. Like who, how easy would that be to dismiss? You know what I'm saying? And so they decide to look. And they look around And he sees what appears to be a hand. I'll get the exact wording. I see a hand flailing over the swales. Wow, that's that's just like desperation. So they turn their boat around because it was 200 yards behind them. Like impossible to hear. Impossible to that they should have heard that help no way, right? They pull up, and these teens see a boat, and they rescue these teens out of the water. The name of the boat was the Amen. Is that just intense? Two teens pray to be saved by God, and they're saved by a boat named Amen. That is not a coincidence. So what is the same teen that prayed say when he gets out of the water in that boat, God is real. It's the first thing that comes out of his mouth. It's pretty beautiful. Eric, the owner of the Amen, agreed. There's just too many coincidences for that to be anything but a miracle from God. What is watchfulness and prayerfulness when those meet Something really, really powerful, the miraculous can happen in and through our lives when we're just on a task, when we're just out there doing life as normal, God can all of a sudden go, I'm going to use you if you'll have eyes that see. Man, who's out there lost in the waves in our community, and we're just going to work, or we're just working on our chores at home. We're weeding the garden. We're pressure washing the driveway. Whatever it is we're doing. And what if we just go about it a little more prayerfully? With our head up a little more often. What might we recognize? Maybe somebody out there is, is flailing. Watch me. Maybe they're stuck in the swells and it's noisy in their world. They are losing strength. They can't get out of it themselves. They're beyond their own help. 
It's going to take you or me with a watchful eye and a prayerful heart to come alongside them. The captain of that boat could have easily ignored what he thought was a cry and just kept going, not be inconvenienced or just dismiss it. But he didn't. And I hope that we would be prayerful and so prayerful that when an opportunity comes around us, we wouldn't dismiss it. We would not allow ourselves to say, somebody else has this. But we would step up and, and do something about it. So we watch, we pray, and finally, we help. We help. We do something about the moment we notice. Luke 7 11 through 17 records the story of Jesus and, and, and something, a moment that, that happens that shocks those around him. It says, soon afterward, Jesus went with the disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate, and the young man who had died was a widow's only son. A large crowd from the village was with her, and when the Lord saw her, when the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin, touched it, and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept over the crowd. I, yeah, no doubt, right? What just happened? Great fear swept over the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us. God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. Okay. So maybe you're not going to do that this week, right? I might suggest, unless you definitely hear from God, you don't interrupt any processions, funerals, and say, excuse me, can I touch the coffin? I'm not teaching that right now, okay? If you feel God tell you to do that, you go, right? But here's the reason I'm reading this story. Jesus sees a need, and when we watch, we are in a position to help. Prayerfully goes about this moment, right? And approaches this mom. And God can move our hearts. It says, Jesus, when he saw her, was filled with compassion, which led him to action. And that's this, this whole cycle. When we watch and we pray, we're ready to help. Doesn't matter the situation. If we see someone in need, taking action is simple if we've been praying and readying our heart. And if we're practicing having eyes that are open and seeing clearly the people around us and the needs that exist. And what does it say Jesus did? It says he walked over. What if we would just take the first step? We would just walk across the room. We would just walk over when we see something that isn't right. Sure, he, he raised an only begotten son. 
There's a symbol here to life, symbolizing his own resurrection. But when you just walk across the room, something magical can happen. God can use you to do a miracle. Think about it. There's a mom watching for her son who has been lost for a very long time to drugs. What if God wants to use your eyes and your compassion and your prayer life to walk across the room and help that young man? Maybe she lost her daughter to drugs. Help that young daughter. And literally, as was the case here, return that child to the mother. God can use us in that way. There's a young girl who's been trafficked in the sex trade and is silently screaming for help. And you hear stories of pilots that now are trained, or not pilots, but the the flight attendants that are trained to notice when something's off as these children are being trafficked and they just approach them with a, a word of hope. We have these opportunities if we'll have eyes that see. We can be a rescuer, somebody who comes in at a moment that is desperation and maybe the last moment they'll have to be rescued. There's a young man wanting to give up on life because he sees himself as an outcast, struggling for identity, bullied. He'll put a photo up and nobody likes it. And they feel unrecognized. What if we can walk across the room and give that young person a smile. Introduce ourselves. What if we would allow anybody in our blast radius to not be alone, anonymous, nameless? What would the world look like if we just, hey, have a nice day? You never realize the impact of that moment in somebody's life. You could give them back to their mother. I guess that's what I want to stick in your spirit today on Mother's Day. What if your watchfulness, prayerfulness, and willingness to help could give someone back to their mom? I want to be that ready. I want to be that surrendered and see that clearly. That no matter who it is, no matter what their scenario in the community, if they're saying, watch me, we're going to see them. Did you see me? Yes. And I pray that your world is different and everybody around you loves you can celebrate it. The challenge today is that we will watch, we will pray, and we will help. That we'll be those that will watch, pray, and help. Because I believe there's a mighty impact that can happen on the world around us. If we'll be vessels that can see clearly. And God can use us to reach out to people in such a loving and crazy, bold way. That we can return people to their moms. Who've been praying in desperation for them. We catch ourselves in the middle of a prayer. Our prayer, their prayer, rescuers. That people would stand in awe and say, God is real. 
That's just a step away for us. There's something different about us who follow Jesus when we can have eyes that see. So I want to pray that for you. I want to pray that over the moms and the dads. That we'll not be slow to act, but we'll be quick to act when we see the needs and opportunities around us. Lord, I thank you for the example that every mom I've ever witnessed says, man, that they're quick to listen. They're quick to see. They have these eyes. They look differently. They look at the world differently. They look to help. And I just pray that, God, you'll give us the courage in this room to be those that as well would watch, that we would prayerfully go through our day expecting the opportunities to come, that we'll be the ones that those that are praying and crying out for help, and they're like, if there is a God, just send someone to help. Lord, let us be those people. And let us see every person around us with such value created in the likeness and image of God, I pray that, Lord, you'll use us to reach out and help. That we'll look intently at the world around us and be those ready to intervene. And God, we know that comes out of the Holy Spirit in us. That that's not our natural vision, but it's your touch on our eyes that allow us to do that. And I pray that, God, if there's anybody in this room that does not know you, they've yet to make that choice to follow you as Lord, follow you as Savior in their life, that they'll invite you into their life right now and just say, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want, not only do I want to follow you and grow in a relationship with you, I want to be a vessel you can use to see the world around me and be this answer to the prayers that are most desperate in our community. And I thank you for what you're stirring in us and awakening us and the eyes you give us to see. Bless the moms in this room to continue setting this beautiful example and let us live up to that same example. Not only that you set Jesus, but we still have living amongst us in these heroes we call moms. In Jesus' name, amen. Worship team's gonna sing as you let that marinade and kind of decide your response to the talk today and then Jaden will come in a moment close us out tell you about the gift we have for your moms back there